season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and mine baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mine Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR podcast. Today we have Texas native, Texas 12 middle infielder for the 2024 class. We got Joaquin Costa on the JKR podcast for the Texas 12 baseball series powered by Mind Baseball. Joaquin, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. Hey, of course, man. I'm, you know, I appreciate, the, I appreciate the excitement. But before we dig into your baseball career a little bit, I got one question I'd like to dig in with everybody that gets on the podcast to start it out. And that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Joaquin Costa? So I'm Joaquin Costa. I am, I was actually originally born in Argentina, moved here when I was 12 and got with the 12 that when I moved here back in 2017, I'm a middle infielder uh, that plays for Texas 12 and I go to AM Consolidated High School. Okay. All right. So I guess I got another question before we dig into baseball. Moving from Argentina to the United States, you know, when you're still, you know, I mean, you've 12, had 12 years of life at that point. So it's not like you were a baby when you moved here. So I'm sure there's quite a big, quite a bit of differences when it comes to, you know, Argentina compared to, you know, down there in Texas here in the United States. I guess take mm-hmm. us through, you know, what that lifestyle is in Argentina, what that move was like, and, you know, how the United States uh, lifestyle kind of compares to Argentina. Yeah, so um, back there, like, the school days are really just way shorter. We got from 8 a.m. to 1. Then we go home, eat lunch, and do whatever, like, homework, all that stuff. And their baseball's like, not that developed. So, like, practices were, like, two times a week at most. And they were just – they weren't good. They weren't good, like, good structured practices like they are here. And it was just, like – it just wasn't good. So, like, when I moved here – and um, it all kind of changed, like, my whole baseball just the, – um, the practices were better, better structured. There it was more like – it was more just for fun, you know, because it's all about soccer down there. Yeah. 
So, you know, you moved to the United States here, you moved down to Texas, you know, you go play for the Texas 12. Take us through how you got connected with the Texas 12. I mean, even though you're down there in Texas, you know, I'm, there's a ton of travel baseball teams to choose from. So how did you get connected with the Texas 12? And what was your reasoning for, you know, choosing the 12 over, you know, maybe a potentially other team that you could have played for? Yeah, so uh, my dad, like, I actually found out through uh, one of my dad's friends. Um, she told him about it. And I tried out for 12 and pride made it for both teams. And then decided it like, she kind of told us that 12 was kind of like the better team. So I said, you know, I made it, might as well go and play for them. You know, no, didn't really know how it was going to be. So you play for the Texas 12, you know, from what you were 12, 13 years old, you know, that's been four or five years now. Um, Take us through, you know, maybe that the relationships that you've built, you know, with potentially coach Bennett or even some of your other coaches as well that you're playing with on the day-to-day basis. So, yeah, um, it's – I've been with Coach Hodge, like, most of the time. So, we have we have a pretty good relationship. He's my, also my hitting coach. I always go – like, if, if I have any questions, I always go to him just for any advice, any type of that stuff. And also, like, a bunch of my – like, basically all of my friends I've found from, uh, from the 12. Like, all of my – from 12 years old, all my friends are from 12. So, so with all your friends, you know, there's some of those other players on the Texas 12 – who are some of those guys that you have a relationship with, you know, have built some pretty strong bonds with that also play with for the Texas 12? Uh, Nathan Hodge uh, with uh, Coach Hodge's son. He's one of my best friends. Also, Gage Doris. Then um, Noah Wright and uh, Walter Balkman were, like, my first two friends that I, uh, that I got from the 12. So, yeah, those are kind of, like, my main main guys that I found through the 12. Okay, so, you know, with you being a class of 2024, you guys are heading into your final travel baseball summer. What are you looking forward to most, you know, when you're playing for the Texas 12 here for the final year? What are you looking forward to most just for these, you know, the, the last three months or so that you put a Texas 12 uniform on? Um, Definitely having fun, you know. Baseball, I mean, I've always had fun, but just in the summer it's different, you know. No, no school, no worries, you know, just going out there and having fun. Also, uh, trying to find a home for uh, in college, you know, trying to find somewhere to go play. That's how, um, obviously going to be some something I want to try to do. Uh, but yeah, having fun, developing, getting better, learning, all these, all these things. Yeah. So as you're looking back into you know these past four or five years since your 12, 13 year season, uh, when you first started with the Texas 12. Take us through some of these favorite memories that you have, you know, whether that's, you know, maybe doing something pretty cool within the game, you know, maybe when it's somewhere, you know, traveling, going somewhere, maybe doing something dumb with your teammates or doing something fun with the teammates. Uh, just take us through, you know, maybe those couple of favorite memories you have playing for the Texas 12. Yeah. So um, uh, not last summer, but the summer before that we went to pretty sure it was Atlanta and it just seemed like every, every time, like, the one day we had a game pretty early in the morning and the rest of the day we were just playing hacky sack at the hotel, went to go bowling that night. It was just, it was just such a fun time. Like aside from baseball, we just connected so well. We were just all friends with each other. It was, it was truly a very, very amazing experience. Also in the game, like I remember we had this, um, we had this like little uh, uh, money chain that we got if you got, like, a big RBI or something. So I remember, like, one time uh, hitting a double. It was, like, back in, like, 13 years or something, hitting a double for the winning RBI. And then uh, for the five-tool, like, you know how they do um, 
like I guess like best player of the game, they get a picture of you after the game. Well, I th- I had the chain on through the floors up, you know, trying to look. Yeah. So you're from College Station, and I know, I know as I've talked to you know Coach Bennett, Coach Knox. I haven't talked to Coach Hodge yet. I'm kind of hoping you know maybe I can work something out there. Uh, but from what I hear is, you know, the way the Texas 12 are structured is when you're a youth ball player, which, you know, you got that experience there for a couple of years, you're kind of playing with kids from your same area. And then when you move on to, you know, when it actually hits high school ball, you know, you get thrown into a solid bowl, you know, go to tryouts, you know, they, they maybe mix up the teams a little bit. Um, what was that like, you know, going from, uh, you know, when you're a youth player playing up, building some of those relationships with the college station kids. And then, you know, that happens, you know, you guys get spread around to different teams from the player side of things, like what does that look like? What's your point of view? Yeah, so um, it was obviously really fun with the with the college station people. By the time we moved into the high school phase, it, I stuck around with like three of them, three of the college station uh, guys that were on my team, and um, yeah, it was like uh, it was it was different. But the thing is, is like they do such a great job at like putting you in a uh, in a team where you're gonna succeed. Like, it doesn't matter what team you're on. You're just – they like, they put you there because they know you're going to succeed there. They're not going to put you there for no reason. Just – so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, with, with your guys' team now, the class of 2024, I guess this whole time after you hit high school ball, um, obviously you guys can't practice until, you know, you're eliminated from the high school tournament or whoever that ha- happens to be. Um, but how do you guys go about practices now, you know, in the summertime? You know, because, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of players on your team aren't all from College Station like yourself. So how does that happen? You know, how does that work when it comes to actual practices and, and you know, being together beyond playing the games and uh, competing against other teams? Yeah, so uh, we actually hold, like, we hold, like, three practices. There's one for uh, players in, like, Katy, one for players in College Station, and one for players in San Antonio area. So it doesn't really matter, like, um, what team you're on. You just go practice there. We'll get like live at bats just to get back into the rhythm of things, you know, get some fungo, throw, all that stuff. I mean, I don't really know how the practices are in Katie. That's how they are in College Station. But yeah, that's usually what we do. And then we just meet with the, we just meet with our team for the weekends, like for the for the games and the tournaments. Mm-hmm. So you know, with all the different facilities that you've played at, you know, you mentioned you went to Atlanta there last summer. Um, I'm sure you've got, you've traveled quite a bit as well. You know, go to different tournaments. But what are some of those favorite travel baseball facilities that you've played at so far in your baseball career? Yeah, the Atlanta, the Lake Point is is definitely my favorite. Just awesome turf fields. It, there's like a bunch of them there too. And also like, I guess it's just like the memories from there just made it so, so, so I guess memorable. So being down there yeah. in Texas, I know – I know Texas high school baseball is, you know, is one of the best when it comes to, you know, competition level, you know, whether that's, you know, Florida, Texas, California. So I'm sure, you know, there's a bunch of great facilities down there in Texas as well. Let's say you guys aren't, you know, traveling to go to a Lake Point or an East Cobb, stuff like that. What are some of those places down there in Texas or, you know, maybe Oklahoma, Arkansas area that you guys are going to, you know, when you're not traveling, you know, three states away to go travel to play up against teams across the country? Uh, so we play usually at Tomball for like PG events. Uh, Tomball's uh for that. Then we play at Franklin sometimes, and that's mostly like the main two ones that we play at. And then maybe if we play like another twelve team, we'll go to like the KD uh field, the twelve KD field. But I haven't really, yeah. Now that I think of it, those are main the main two ones that we really play okay. at. 
So you mentioned that one of your key goals, you know, this summer, you know, heading into your senior year um, is going to be try to get recruited, try to find, you know, your home beyond high school. So let's dig into that a little bit. Kind of where does that look like right now? Maybe, you know, maybe some conversations you've had with teams, some things you're looking for, or, you know, what maybe you're expecting here these next couple of months as this whole thing unravels. Yeah. So um, for me, it's mostly going to be um, a little bit later, like in the summer. So, cause, um, I had kind of like a, I was going to go to some camps this fall and this, uh, winter, but I had a elbow injury that kind of stopped me from doing that. So I haven't really been able to get out there, you know, show, like show my skills, you know, try to meet some, uh, college coaches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when that time does come until when you start talking to some of these college coaches, what are going to be some of those key things that you're going to be looking for? When it comes to, you know, looking at a school, looking at a coaching staff, a university in general, what are some of those key things you're going to be looking for? Well, I'll definitely be looking uh, for some place that feels like home, some place that I'll feel like I'll be able to develop a lot if, like, um, have a good relationship with a coach, you know, just um, really be able to, um, yeah, develop, I guess. Okay. Um, so digging into high school baseball a little bit, obviously, like I've said, Texas high school baseball, you know, one of the best three states when it comes to high school baseball competition in the country. So let's dig into, you know, your first two years of high school baseball, what you're looking forward to most for this upcoming spring as you guys have already started practices. I'm sure, you know, games are starting here maybe next week or the week after. Um, so just take us through what those last two seasons have been like and maybe what you're looking forward to most heading into the 2023 spring. Yeah, so the first two years, uh, my freshman year, I made uh, JV team, and it was, it was so fun. Like just everything, we were so good. We were winning like every game. Just the whole team connected well. It was awesome. Then uh, towards the end, I got called up uh, for varsity for like the last district series, and then for the playoffs. And that was that was an awesome experience too. I got to play. I got to play second base uh, every game. Then um, last year, I also played second base the whole year. Um, I kind of struggled hitting wise, um, at the start of the year, but then towards like district and stuff, pretty good. We, um, we did really good in tournaments. We beat some like big, um, high schools like Katie, we beat the Woodlands. Um, but towards the end, it just, we just kind of like, I don't know what it was. We just, we weren't the same and we started losing a lot and just didn't go our way and didn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, and this year I'm. Yeah. Go ahead. You were, you were actually kind of just digging into it. So, Oh, yeah. And this year, um, I'm really excited. We have, we have like, two new teams in our district that are, like, really good, have some really good players. We have Lake Creek, who's, like, supposed to be one of the best in the state, if not the best. And we're just – we're ready to go play them. We're ready to go play Montgomery. Got a lot of good pitchers in our district, and, I mean, it's, it's go time. Mm-hmm. So from talking to Texas high school baseball players or just Texas athletes in general here this past year or so, I've learned that Texas has something that, from what my understanding is, you know, doesn't happen in other states where you guys actually have a designated school period to, you know, maybe practice or go to the weight room. Take us through what that average school day looks like on a game day. And then even beyond that, how does that work when it, let's say, you let's go, let's throw it back to your freshman year when you were on JV and then midseason you get pulled up to varsity, like, is there a schedule change with that? How does that work? And take us through the average school day. Yeah. So um, when you're a freshman, you start off with a seventh period uh, baseball period. And if you're like from sophomore to an upperclassman, you're in the fourth period. So it's in the middle of the day, right before lunch. So you have a longer period. 
So we go um, first, second, third, obviously. Then we got baseball for about hour and 30 minutes. Shower, go to lunch. The next three periods. So if you're a freshman, you would go to the uh, seventh period, which would be the last period of the day. And then in in season, you would just stay in baseball since we have uh, after school practice as well. And then like kind of on a game day, we'd have the same thing. Fourth period baseball. Usually we'd do like some uh, light fungo, BP, some uh, something like that. And uh, right after we get out of school, set up for BP, do that in and out and get ready for the game. And then uh, when I was in JV, it would um, it would just be we'd get out of class a little bit earlier because we would have double headers on Thursdays, and that would be the only game of the week. And we would get out of class a little bit earlier, hit a little bit in uh, uh, the cages, and just go play. So your freshman year, when you said you you were on JV for the majority of the time, you know, so I'm assuming you had that seventh period break. And you get called up to varsity. You said midseason, um, to you know maybe get a couple get a couple reps. You know you played second base. You know for all the regional or how whatever you guys call it in Texas. I know it's different for every state. Was there a schedule change there, or you know was school over at that point? What did that look like? Uh, no. So um, my full freshman year, I was in fourth period. Like once, if you make JV, they'll they'll call uh, they'll put you in fourth period um, athletics basically. So there wasn't really a schedule change. I just started practicing with the varsity team more like during those practices where they split the teams. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that was basically the biggest. Yeah, I wasn't, teams, I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure how that works. Cause you know, everyone talks about how, you know, Oh, we have an athletics period. Well, what happens if, you know, maybe you're a lot better than what you were in mid uh, at the beginning of the season, you get called up to varsity and you mm. know how that ends up working. So I was just curious, uh, but you know, when it comes to that competition level, like we've talked about, you know, competition down there is very high when it comes to Texas high school baseball. Um, so around your area, so what are some of those other teams that you, you mentioned? I remember you mentioned one in terms of the best in the state. Uh, but what does that competition level look like in your area? Maybe some schools on your on your schedule that you're looking forward to playing. Maybe some Power Five baseball commits. What does that competition level look like? Yeah. So in the tournaments, we're playing like uh, we're playing in all six A tournaments. So that's going to be fun. I don't really know the the teams that we're playing, but they're going to be good. They're all six A. Then uh, in district, CSHS is always a series that it's the most fun one. Get to play our rivals, uh, Crosstown rivals. It's always a big show. A lot of people coming out. And district-wise, Montgomery is also another one with a couple pitchers that that are – I know one's going to a and I don't know about the other ones, but uh, another one was Magweth. They have this uh, one pitcher. I don't know. Know where he's going, but he's really good. Throws like ninety something. Then they got Lake Creek, who's a bunch of good pitchers, bunch of good players. They're well rounded out. So that's those are the three big teams that like. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say is tougher? So you know, they get into you know your freshman sophomore year when you got to play varsity. Is it tougher when you know you're a younger guy playing up against? higher competition against older competition in high school baseball in Texas, or when you're playing, you know, for Texas 12, playing up against guys who are your same age, but, you know, I'm sure that the quality of talent is better, you know, since everyone's playing travel baseball. What does that, com- what does that comparison look like? And what's tougher for you? Like in, in terms of, you know, competition level. It really depends. Cause like my freshman year, when I moved up uh, to varsity, our first, my first games that I played were against like the worst team in district basically. So in that case, the summer the summer games would be more difficult. But 
once we got into the playoff games, those teams are good. Like they had, um, I had to hit against Ty Sexton as a freshman who was throwing like 91 uh, or 90 or something like that. Had the um, two A&M commits. So yeah, I would say it would be tougher like in a playoff atmosphere when you're facing a good team. Mm-hmm. So what does that atmosphere look like down there in Texas? Obviously everyone talks about Friday night lights, but I've also heard baseball gives it for a month of run for its money when it comes to, you know, a whole town back in a high school team, this and that, and just the atmosphere in general. So what does that look like atmosphere wise in Texas? Yeah, our games are, uh, I mean, they're pretty loud and especially against the CSHS, like that game was just packed. A bunch of people were there. The AD was there, like our CSSD AD was there and just like literally everybody you knew was there at the game. And it was packed. It was loud. Yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, when you look at your perfect game profile, you're listed as a shortstop and a second baseman. So, you know, for your junior year, senior year, and then when you potentially make it up to that next level to go play collegiate baseball, where do you kind of see yourself, you know, when it comes to, you know, as you move up to that next level? Are you thinking you're more of a shortstop, maybe think, maybe sticking at second base? What does that look like as you head into the next level? Uh, I think definitely a shortstop. I feel more comfortable there. I've played a lot more games there. And just, yeah, overall, I just feel more comfortable there. Like, when when I switched, I kind of really started playing second base a lot, like my freshman year and uh, sophomore year when I had to play there because there were upper uh, upperclassmen that played short. So, um, yeah, and it kind of felt kind of awkward, like the things, because, like, it's a kind of a different throw, more to your side, kind of. But, yeah, definitely shortstop. Okay. So moving into hitting here a little bit. So, you know, let's say you're in the on-deck circle. You know, you're walking up to the batter's box. Maybe – I don't know if you're a leadoff hitter or not. You look like from the camera you could potentially be a leadoff guy. But let's say you're on the on-deck circle. You're watching the guy in front of you, you know, watching the pitcher warm up or pitch the guy in front of you. Maybe what's going through your mind? Take us through your hitting approach as you're walking up to the batter's box and what you're trying to do with each at-bat. Yeah, so um, on-deck, it's really just all about timing. I try to get um... – like every pitch, try to time it up. Also try to get some feels of uh, staying on top of the ball or like staying level with the pitch. Then uh, walking up, I'm just thinking like, I'm just trying to be as confident as I can. I'm best hitter in the world. Cause I mean, you can't hit against good pitching if you don't think that. Then in the batter's box, I'm really looking, um, really looking to hit low line drives, just any field. If they pitch it inside, I'll pull it, hit a low line drive over the shortstop. They throw it down the middle hit one right back at the pitcher's face. If they throw it outside, right over the second baseman, just really trying to enlarge in the field, try to hit it everywhere. Yeah. So are you a big a two-strike approach guy, or for the most part, do you kind of keep that same approach no matter what the count is? No, yeah. uh, With two strikes, I just try to uh, shorten up. I usually do, like, no stride and just try to put the ball in play, try to tough it out. Um, Basically, don't strike out. It's my – yeah. Main goal and two strikes. So if you had to dig through the mechanics of your swing, you know, all the way from the load up to that follow through, what are those mechanics and how did you develop those mechanics over time? Uh, so in hitting lessons, we really work on them. Um, and mostly I think my swing is more of like a connection swing. I really try to stay connected to, uh, with my whole body. Usually like in my follow through, I don't really follow through with one hand. I kind of like keep it short. And like, as soon as I finish like turning, I just keep the barrel right there, point it straight to center field. And also something I've been really working on is my uh, posture, trying not to like lean back as I swing. So I don't roll over and stuff, stuff like that. 
So let's say you're a scout watching your game. Okay, let's say you're a collegiate coach or a collegiate scout watching game this summer, you know, as your your recruiting process kind of begins. You're one you're a scout watching your game. What would be that personal scouting report that you would write up on yourself, you know, watching you play shortstop, second base, watching you in that batter's box, interacting with some of your teammates? What would be that personal scouting report you'd write up on yourself? Uh loves to play. Um always uh, hustling out there. I'd say good defensively and and good approach. That's what okay. I'd say. Oh right, so, yeah. So that kind of digs into, you know, a lot of the strengths within your game. But let's move it along. I'm not gonna say weaknesses, but you know, maybe some of the things you're wanting to develop most in your game these next couple of years. What are some of those things and maybe what are some different ways you're planning on developing those aspects of your game that need fixed? Uh definitely my speed. I've been working on trying to get faster, also trying to get a little bit stronger, trying to get in uh some more weight, some more muscle weight. Um, yeah, speed. I mean, I'm quick, but just not like fast, you know, like my 60 times is not very good, but I, I can steal bases because I get good jumps and stuff like that. Then hitting wise also definitely working on that posture so that I can stay and line up more balls. And I mean, with that strength, it, like the hits will come, you know, mm-hmm. if I barrel it up consistently. So digging into my last baseball question here on the podcast, and we'll dig into, you know, a couple of rapid fire questions when it comes to, you know, all these different coaches that you've had, I'm sure your parents have probably played a big role in this as well. Maybe some trainers, but what, who are the most influential people that you've had in your baseball career so far, you know, two to three people who have been the most influential and what are the reasons for them being so influential? Yeah. So it's definitely, my dad's definitely one of them. He's always pushing me to do my best. Always like, um like recently I was just like trying to drop out of this class and go to like on level and he was like no you got to stick through it you know trying to push me to do my best and stuff like that also coach Hodge also another big influential person in my life he always knows what to say for me and at the right time how to help me with things like even if I'm struggling like hitting wise defensively you know anything all right so digging into my last couple questions here let's move away from the baseball field I call these rapid fire, kind of ask a lot of my guests to do these same questions here to end it off. Um, so, you know, when you're digging into passions, what are some of those things that you do that, you know, just kind of help you get your mind off of baseball? Uh, just what are some of those things um, you do beyond the game of baseball? Yeah, uh, I love playing poker and golf with my friends. Like sometimes I go, um, sometimes I go and play golf with my dad and just play around, and try to beat him. That also gets my mind off of baseball. Super fun. Poker, we usually get together like, eight people and we play for like seven hours it's it's great that's seven hours shoot that that is one long time to be playing poker uh but no so digging into um a little bit internally here um so motivations so what is it that helps you you know get out of bed every morning help you kick the sheets go get better continuously evolve get one percent better however whatever your mantra is there what is it that motivates you to go get better yeah i guess uh my motivation to get better is just my love for baseball i always want to I've just always loved baseball and like being in the MLB is my dream. So getting better is just kind of a product of it. All right. So, you know, let's say you keep, you know, going towards those motivations, taking that question just one, one step further. What is the perfect picture of your life? 20 years down the road, everything's going right for you. What does that perfect picture look like? Uh, I'm in the MLB, uh, MLB playing for any team really. And just, yeah, that's that's really the dream. 
All right. So down to my final question here on the JKR podcast for the Texas 12 baseball series powered by mind baseball. Um, same question. I like to ask a lot of you guys to get on the podcast and that is, you know, let's say you do head to college, go to that next level, go play collegiate baseball. You're going to get that opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. What would be that dream brand that you would love to endorse, collaborate with, partner with, whatever it happens to be? What would that dream brand be? I'd probably say uh, New Balance. Just because, yeah, just I, I like the products, I guess. Yeah. I, and That's I guess I you know, say New Balance. I'm sure Coach Bennett's gonna like that answer too, considering you know New Balance and Texas 12, you know, have that part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also like the their cleats. I mean, they're good. So. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm watching. You know, so I, I was watching some of those documentaries that are the Texas 12 with Blake Mitchell, Kendall George, and all them. I see those Texas 12 unis, and I'm like, shoot, those are sharp. New Balance does yeah. a a pretty a pretty good darn job with the Texas 12 uniforms. Um, and I'm sure you know, obviously, he's making all the players happy as well. Uh, but no, man, that's the final question here on the JKR podcast. You know, super, uh, super appreciative of you coming on the podcast. You know, super appreciative of Coach Bennett, Coach Knox, Coach Haja, you know, helping me get this together, you know, connecting me with all you ball players. Um, so just super thankful, man. And, you know, I know this, I know the spring season is getting ready to start. Um, so good luck with that as well. Good luck this summer. Um, good luck in the recruiting process. And like I said, man, just thanks for coming on the JKR podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here.